Welcome to This is Arabella, hosted by Reverend Arabella Marie, interfaith minister, psychic, twin flame, healer, writer, and a whole lot of other things. And this is the podcast for you if you're interested in spiritual principles, concepts, the esoteric, divine love, awakenings, if you're a starseed interested in aliens and general spiritual woo-woo, then this is the place for you, and we're glad you found us. Today's episode will begin shortly after this sponsorship moment. Hello, hello, this is Arabella. It is Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. I'm sitting here watching the clouds roll in over the high deserts of El Paso, Texas, here in the United States. And I'm glad you're here for tonight's episode. Before I hit record, I uh, open up my channel. Basically, I use my vessel and then channel information from different collectives. Um, In the last few months, if you are a regular subscriber, you know that I have several episodes that are channeled from the Palladians and the Galactic Light Council. However, today, it's the Twin Flame Collective Chancellors, I'm told, with Archangel Michael and Gabriel that would like to communicate through me to you today. So welcome. There is a famous quote from Rumi, and that is what the focus of this podcast is going to be about. And that quote is, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it and embrace them. And those three little words at the end, and embrace them, are usually not quoted when people um, relay this beautiful passage from Rumi. And right there is the key to all of life. It's the key to transmuting our darkness. It's the key to transmuting our past life, shame and guilt and fears or as some would say, our inner darkness that we carry with us. The way to transmute all of that is to embrace it and embrace it with love. And that's what we call self-love. You know, there's a lot of people that promote self-love and they don't have a spiritual spin on it at all. I'm a spiritual teacher. So everything that I write or share has a spiritual spin on it for me. I'm assuming the people that read or write 
or uh, write back to me or communicate with me or listen to me are also coming from the spiritual perspective. And if not, you know, the opposite of the spiritual perspective is the ego perspective. And then there have been great clashes in my life because of that, because I have one perspective, because I know my intention of the words that are coming through me, just as you do. You know, a lot of times we have deeply loving intention and words fly through us and out our mouths and they deeply wound other people. And so they perceive our intention as being brutal, as being mean, narcissistic. There's a wealth of words you can put on it, okay? However, our intention is actually pure and loving because some of us simply want to see other people evolve while they're here. And so sugarcoating truths to make them easily digestible although in theory and to our ego, sounds like a really great thing to do, it doesn't particularly help people evolve oftentimes. Obviously, case by case basis here, depending on the person that you're communicating with. However, all of these things and how people Take the words that you say or the words that you write. It's all through their lens, their barriers that are within them. As the quote says, which skews the interpretation. It doesn't mean the interpretation is wrong. It doesn't mean it's right. It just, each person's barriers create their own perspective of what someone is sharing, how someone is showing up, how someone is not showing up, how someone writes a statement, uh, writes a text, an email. um, And it is these barriers which Rumi, and, and that word is such a powerful word. You know, a barrier is a block, it's a wall. It's a, it's sometimes a, you know, if you think you're on a road and there's a barrier, you try not to hit the barrier. It keeps us going where, where we think we're supposed to be going. However, when we're talking about love in our heart, we block with barriers. We don't want to know truths a lot of times because barriers were put there by our ego to protect us. At least that's ego's story. And ego's a liar, okay? Uh, Ego is the one that creates fear, false evidence appearing real. 
So it appears real. And, and how this works in day-to-day life is ego's job is to protect. So I'll give you an example of something that's happened to me and something I'm personally working through right now. Um, today is the full moon. It's the last full moon of 2020. It's in Cancer. Cancer is very emotional energy. Um, a lot of us are really in our feels right now. We're uh, uh, crying. We're purging. Um, besides other ascension symptoms in general. And so um, I happen to be a twin flame, meaning my soul resides not just in my body, but also in uh, a man's body. He lives quite a few states away from me. Okay, but it's one soul. We're not split. We're one soul and we are in two bodies. We're like yin-yang. It's it's interesting, and I will just say before we move on, it's interesting to be what most people consider an esoteric concept. It's been written about for eons in literature and in folklore. And to actually be one that's living on Earth is a really interesting experience and to be one of the twin flames on earth that talks about it openly and honestly uh, I have my my ego has tried to protect me um, because I've been persecuted for um, speaking truths which are esoteric in nature, which other people don't understand. I, I've been persecuted in numerous lifetimes. So ego is still trying to protect me in this lifetime by not talking about it. Anyways, um, it's both, I've gotten to a place of being honored to be a twin flame. I'm not just a twin flame. I happen to be a gatekeeper. I work in unison with the Palladians. Um, as a gatekeeper here on earth to help people get into union to walk their personal journey back to self because that's how you get into union. So what I'm working through on this full moon in cancer as a twin flame is father wounds. And uh, my earthly father passed away not quite two years ago. February will be two years. And I've been working with a new teacher. Um, She's the perfect teacher for me in this moment. It was what I was needing. And the universe has orchestrated it beautifully, as always, as they do to bring us together, um, to support each other at this time. And it was a hellacious earthly experience with my father. Was highly abusive from his side of it towards me. So in 2013, I was doing past life regression work, clearing, that type of thing with 
a spiritual teacher, fantastic spiritual teacher in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And in our very first session, it was revealed that the reason I had had so much abuse to tolerate from a very young age and by the age of 11, so my first 11 years here on earth, immense amount of abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, uh, verbal abuse, emotional abuse. It came out and was revealed that I had actually killed my father in another life. That's karma. So I knew this. It was able to help me shift in this life, get to a place of actually even being able to talk to him and see him because due to circumstances and and whatnot, um, I actually went 22 years without seeing or speaking to him and vice versa. It, it was a mutual, reciprocal, I'm going to pretend you don't exist. And um, when he passed away, we were at a better place. However, we were not in full reconciliation as daughter and father. And although I am a medium and I have often talked to people uh, as they have passed in the first 72 hours you can connect easily and the people that have been gone for generations I've they've come and visited me and I've communicated with them um, and he came to me and said that he did love me and I said okay and then I blocked it I didn't want to talk to my father anymore after his passing so what's coming up in this full moon with this father thing is and and how everything came together once I was talking to this new um, uh, a uh, (laughs) cohort in crime we're gonna say that if she's listening she'll know what I'm talking about um my, my newest spiritual cohort in crime, uh, you know, I realized that my relationship with my twin flame, the man that's not in my life, but he's the man, I mean, he's the male version of me, it is mimicking exactly my relationship with my father. And all the things that I seek my, my twin flame to care about <laughs> or to, you know, for instance, like, um, I just discovered that there, on some level, I still want his approval. It's very minimal compared to in the past, but I realized, like, I was really upset the other night, uh realizing that um gee he still hasn't communicated with me and I did this and this and this and this and this and this because that's my patterning to do things and then I will get praise hopefully the thing is my father never gave me praise ever 
ever, ever, ever. It didn't matter what I did. And I was a very good girl. I worked really hard to get good grades, to not get in too much trouble until that blew out the window at age 16. But like, in general, I was not a difficult kid uh, or a difficult adult even. I am I'm a people pleaser in recovery, truth be told. So, you know, I thought that I had gotten rid of a lot of this stuff from the past life and everything, and apparently I haven't. So, I'm hoping that this helps someone. You don't even have to be a twin flame. It's that our relationships with the opposite sex, so if you're a man listening, your relationships with a woman, if you're heterosexual, are so based upon your relationship with your mother and the healed trauma or the unhealed trauma with your mother. And the same goes for me. Like, like I am still, after all this work for seven, eight years, and actually longer than that, intense work for the last seven, eight years, I'm still playing out push, pull. I love you. You're going to hurt me. So I'm going to pull away. Um, the games that we're subconsciously playing and they're all based on our patterning. Those are the barriers that Rumi was talking about. Okay. And the only way to remove those barriers is to start with ourselves. And so many of us are codependent. We're raised to be codependent. We're raised to be scared to be alone. We're raised to not be in a relationship, let alone get married. Like that's the dream in our society. We are told we are supposed to, even in year 2021, which is around the corner, you are supposed to be in a relationship and you're supposed to get married and you're supposed to have 2.3 kids and you're supposed to have a big house. You're supposed to have this and that and the other thing. From the spiritual perspective, that's all bullshit. You're here to be happy and joyful. And to get comfortable in being alone. Because if you feel you're alone or lonely, that means you're disconnected from the universe. You are the exact same essence as the stars you look at in the night sky. We're all created of the same essence. We're all one. So actually, you know, the barriers within ourselves, yes, they're the blocks, they're the wounds, they're the pain, they're the patterning, they're the conditioning. But at the core of all of this, from the spiritual perspective, there are no barriers The only barriers are in our mind. The only barriers are the memories we have of being abused, screamed at, told we're too emotional, told we're too loud, told we're too fat, told we're too skinny, told we're too black, told we're too white. Okay, it goes on and on and on and on and on. That's all the stuff that our ego remembers and tries to remind us of in its strange and unique way of protecting us. 
So the ego protects us from this event happened. This person caused me pain. And then this happened. Maybe I went to jail. Maybe I tried to kill myself. Uh, maybe it's something a lot less severe than that. But the ego remembers that pain and it will do whatever it has to do to protect you from having that pain again. And a lot of times it has to do with love. My father could not love me because, and I know that it was because he couldn't love himself. However, I didn't know that when I was two years old or 10 years old. I only fully understood that in the last few years as an adult. And so I, because my father couldn't love me, my father wouldn't give me any attention. My father never showed me sweetness and care, let alone um, focused attention. There was never any focused attention. So then you take all, all those things, the ego remembers all those things, He was my first male role model. So I have always assumed that every other man would be the exact same way. And then when you have that belief held in you, you manifest that in the men in your life. If you happen to be the man, then just, you know, vice versa. That's how it works. Um, However your mother treated you, If she abandoned you, if she rejected you, if um, she didn't make time for you, if she didn't give you, especially for men, this just like hurts my heart. In this society, we don't love our boys in non-sexual ways for as long as they're needing. And they always need it. Boys and men need nurturing just like girls and women do. Okay. But in this society, we confuse based on our own wounding. We confuse sex and touch and, um, you know, that there's something wrong with hugging and loving on your boy once he gets to a certain age. And a lot of times it's seven or eight years old. They still need nurturing. And then they get to an age where they get, you know, the sexual urges and there's girls around and in the psyche, they are still seeking nurturing, but it comes out as sex. And then you end up having men that are addicted to sex when they're actually looking to be loved and nurtured. And I know women that do the same thing. Um, There's just so much dysfunction (laughs) Confusing sex and love and and nurturing and all that. And that's a lot bigger, very deep subject. I'm not a psychologist. I'm a spiritual teacher amongst other things. But, um, you know, all of those things are the barriers which Rumi was talking about. And they're all within ourselves. And when we can sit down with ourselves and get real with ourselves... Make the space to be in silence with ourselves without being uncomfortable. I know that when I really made a commitment to my spiritual journey in 2012, I was highly uncomfortable with myself because I hated myself. 
I was taught to hate myself. That's beside the point. You know, I was a grown woman by then. So, it's getting comfortable with being in silence. And if you're not comfortable in silence, it's almost impossible to meditate or to stay focused in a state of mindfulness. It's very difficult. But you are your guru, my loves. You are your guru. We will meet other gurus that are at a similar vibration because like attracts like and honor the time with them. It's fantastic. Learn from each other. Teach each other. Let them come and go. You come and go. So as you leave this podcast, and thank you for listening, your task is not to seek for love in 2021, but seek and find all the barriers within yourself and then embrace them and love them. And that is how you transmute them, as we call it. And you can transmute through self-love practices, through violet flame meditation work, through chanting, um, through immense, deep, realistic, getting real with your own shit, journaling. And all of that, like, you know, I'm not telling you anything new. Um, I listen to other spiritual teachers all the time. We're basically all saying the same thing, but but we speak it with our own um, intonation and inflections and personality upon it. But we're all basically saying the same thing because to heal, to remove the barriers within yourself is about you going within and you getting real with yourself. You looking at your own shit and go back to your mother and father. When you take care of the mother and father wounds, then you make the relationships in your current timeline so much more beautiful. And when you've done that with the mother and father, do some past life work. Go back and make sure when you're doing your prayers or your or your cleansing, spiritual cleansing is so important. As we go into 2021 with all the things going on in the world, this is not something to do once a year at a retreat. This is something right now, um, you know, you should be grounded all the time. You should be bringing yourself back to center all the time, consciously. You should be living kind of in a state of meditation where you're flowing, where you're speaking from your soul, not your ego. And when ego's not involved, then the fear is gone. You're just yourself. That is the freedom which we're all seeking. When you just flow with your words, your actions, what you do during the day, that means the barriers within you have been diminished or dissolved or broken down or shattered. And that's a good thing because when they're gone, you will see that all of it was illusions. That, as my friend said, my father, who beat me 
and did all these other, what we would consider atrocities to a small child. He too was just seeking love while here on earth, but he didn't get it from his parents. So there comes a point on your journey where you have to let everything go and embrace the now and where you are right now. What is? Not how you want it to be, but what is? And when you stay every day and every moment in the here and now, all that stuff from the past, that baggage is dissolved. The barriers are gone. You are in the flow, the vortex, as Abraham Hicks says. You're in the vortex. You want to be in the vortex because the vortex is bliss. Um, And the twin flame, you know, chancellors and Michael and Raphael are here and they're blessing you and they thank you for being here. And we're here to radically love. We're here to radically love this entire universe, every single thing in it, every leaf, every animal, every piece of soil, every person, every place, everything. And it all begins with radical love for yourself. Take that into 2021 and you're golden. I love you. I will talk to you next year. I have some special guests coming up on future episodes. I'm very excited about the future of this is Arabella and thank you for supporting me during 2020. I send you great love and blessings until next time. Thanks for listening today. This has been a black white production copyright 2020 2021 recorded live in El Paso, Texas, United States. Until next time, this is Arabella.